Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is Sten. I would like to announce that my team in Nashville is looking to add an experienced advisor. This advisor would have approximately four years or more of experience, but more importantly, this advisor is looking for a new challenge. This advisor wants to take the elite path and reject the average path in our industry. In this role, you will work right alongside me growing your business. Together, we will help level up legacy as an organization. If you think you're up for this challenge, you can go to stenmorgan.com backslash apply to answer the questionnaire. Or if you're listening to this and you're thinking of another advisor that could be a good fit, please make that connection. If that advisor becomes an advisor on our team, I will send you a $5,000 referral fee. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Andy, I'm excited to talk about hiring today. Because you're hiring. We're actively hiring, that's right. Is hiring uh, gotten easier for you? It has. That's a, that's a, no. yeah, man, there's a that's deep. There's so many layers to uh, All right. growing a company and hiring people. How has people. it gotten easier? How has it go. gotten harder? How's Thank that? You. Uh, we have learned to hire better. I have learned to hire less out of desperation, more out of... Um, <laughs> Hey, I think we're going to have a need in the future. If we want to grow, we should find this person. But to work here, it should actually be hard. <laughs> you know, the bar should be high. And so when we get to work with a lot of advisors, we were just on a call 30 minutes ago where we're talking to somebody and they're saying these things. And we could almost look at each other because we've had that same exact conversation 20 times. And they're totally allowed to be skeptical, have questions. But a benefit we have of, is watching it play out to where we can almost predict it. And so we have to almost catch ourselves not jumping to the end of the story <laughs> because even though we know it, they don't. Hold on, it. let me stop you, Bob, and let me just tell you what's going to happen here. I'm going to tell you your future. Uh, <laughs> even though we may be fairly accurate, yeah. because we're all unique. Andy, you are unique. Thank you, buddy. But there's a lot of human nature in the process of growing a business and the things you need to do. The more repetition we have, the more intuitive we can be on like what an advisor needs to do next. Mm-hmm. So... Today, and I love that you brought this topic up, we run into a lot of advisors that they, they're comfortable, but they've created a really difficult job for themselves. Meaning, they're their own boss, which is great, but I don't know if we want that kind of boss where we work 10 hours a day, maybe on the weekends, we have way too many responsibilities. If we were to, as advisors, observe a business like that, we would not say it's super healthy. So it's gotten easier, but you also know that the weight of it and our conversations with advisors, I'll just tell you, there are certain things they teach you when you become an advisor and hiring is not one of them. So the, 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 overall, or the overarching conversation today is when is the right time to hire? Mm-hmm. And your experience early was desperation. It, it was a relief valve, right? Mm-hmm. I, it was so much pressure built up. Clients maybe start noticing these balls are dropping. Mm-hmm. That's when you hire. So I love the, the the foundational teaching that we have for our advisors is that you'll never reach your true potential without a team. Mm-hmm. If our mission is to help advisors recognize and reach their potential faster, yep. that's the Elite Advisor Network mission, then if it's about potential, you'll never reach your true potential without a team. And I would encourage you who are listening and watching, think through someone that you idolize mm-hmm. and truly ask yourself, mm-hmm. do they have a team? And every person I could think of, I was thinking about, what about single tennis players? Right? <laughs> yeah. I look, like, oh wait, they have trainers. And they have, I mean, they have, everyone mm-hmm. has 
everyone who's at the pinnacle of whatever it is yeah. has a team. So my question for you is, why is this so hard for advisors? Well, I think we're, at least where I started, and, and we work with enough advisors to know this isn't uncommon, mm. that you get into a business and you're, you put some goals in front of you with some incentives, whether it's trips or just a recognition in a certain group of people, um, or you just have a personal revenue goal for yourself to like, hey, I just want to pay my bills. Like, I want to be comfortable. And so if, if, if you're still operating out of the, the motivation for your daily activity is to just hit the next goal, which you're going to have to start over and repeat every year. Or I just want to make enough income to be comfortable. I lived in that space for three to four years in this business, and I did it. I, I, I got the awards, the trips. I was making good revenue. But I would catch myself in a day spending 10 hours not doing the things I most enjoyed. I was processing paperwork. I was trying to st- sell at the same time while servicing clients. And I had to step back and say, there's no way continuing this activity is going to lead to a really healthy business, which would allow me to work doing things only I enjoy doing that I'm the best at that makes more income and more impact. And so that was a crossroads for me in my business where I was like, there's just not enough time in a day. Like th- I'm, I'm creating this problem someday. That's just going to, you know, impact my reputation in the community. Oh, Sten never calls back. Uh, he, his plans are rushed. I, I just foresaw six to 12 months down the road, like this isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. And some advisors just keep doing that. And then you hire an admin assistant just to answer your phones and I saw that path. I looked at advisors and I was like, okay, they're just 10 to 15 years ahead of me. And they're kind of, they have a bigger book of business, but they're still really busy. They don't seem really happy. And at that point is when I went out and I, I said, who, who do I want to replicate? And some of the best advisors, when I go on these trips and they were like, these are the top five advisors. She has a team of six. He has a team of five with this nuanced person that does this special thing. Like they looked at their book of business as a company with a, a focused team, as opposed to just a big sales engine. Mm-hmm. where the primary focus was to bring things in. And it it didn't matter if you lost them out the back end, as long as you were bringing enough in to satisfy the competitive nature that you have. And so as you listen, reflect on your business. Are, are you in kind of a sales mode, generate revenue, but you've created kind of a prison for yourself, like a really hard job? Or is your mindset focused in like, I know I need people. I just really want to figure out who they are and how quickly I can hire them. Yeah, And that's the mindset I had to get into. There are a few, I think there's a few different versions of hesitation of hiring. I think one of them, I'd say, I think the earliest version is hiding, where you are, um, you, you say you want to grow, but you actually would rather just stay busy doing what you're doing because mm-hmm. you feel like it sort of validates your work and you're afraid of, like, I don't know if I'm a good manager. And so you almost like intentionally stay small. Yeah. And, and at, sometimes that's a subconscious. It's not like no one would say, I want to make less money. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it, it maybe hiring just leadership just sort of scares you. I've never, I've never, I never, you know, supervised anyone. I think the next level of that is a more reactive. I'm just going to hire because I'm just deeply overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But pretty quickly you get back into bad habits. You're not yeah. fairly fundamentally changing your business, hmm. but just hiring an admin. Like you, you yeah. have said, I'm going to, I want to build out a team because I want to, again, most of our uh, audience is more focused on planning. Like, so you're truly going to have a planning focused practice, then you should have someone else in the meetings taking notes. That's yeah, a I hire. Think, yeah. Right? Hiring an admin can, can really push off this internal battle of the difference between building like a sales force mm-hmm. that also services on the side or a true business that delivers a great experience that onboards people in a unique way. And I think 
that's where all of us as advisors have to decide. Those are two different paths. And the standard average practice that we run into, advisor that's out there selling most of the time, they, they react to their clients' needs to serve them. They have one or two admin, maybe somebody they're trying to train up. Like it's, it's very discombobulated and it's very reactionary as opposed to saying, here I am, and this is what we do with our advisors we coach, okay, it's just you. Uh, it's just you and an admin. What does your team look like in two years and who's the next hire? It's very, it's much more intentional about growing a business. And, and I have, I feel this in my body because we, we advise business owners and we would not advise business owners to run our business the way we run it, hands down. And we work with other advisors and when we talk to them and coaching them, the way they talk to us, like that's how a dysfunctional business owner talks to us when they're our client. Mm. And we have to push back and say, okay, no, you can't be doing payroll because you're the visionary. You need to go sell. Let's outsource this to somebody else. Like these are conversations I bet advisors are giving to other people, yet we're not applying it to ourselves. Yeah. And so the challenge for us, and it was for me too, is like, how do you get excited about hiring? Like, how do you, how do you pinpoint your superpowers as an advisor and realize that if you free up 60% of your time, let's throw away the head trash of this is a cost. It's actually an investment. Yep. And you should be investing in your business more than anything else because the upside on that investment is way more than a mutual fund yeah, an insurance policy, that stuff's great, and we'll get to that stuff, but your business is probably your best investment right now. But before we tell you to do it, we're going to help coach you on how to do it the right way. Yeah. You know, I've never looked at a plane ticket as really a cost. It was like, it's this or driving. <laughs> That's right. And so I'm like, do I want to, you know, we're going to Vegas. Mm -hmm. Never in my mind was like, man, that a plane ticket. I should have saved money and drive. Yeah. Meaning it's an investment I make mm -hmm. because it's going to save me all this time. Yep. It's going to it's going to be such a more enjoyable trip because I'm taking a plane versus a car. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many times how long would it take to do it. You've driven to Vegas. You've driven through there on your through way. Through there, out, that's right, yeah. On your way out there. But it's like it, it it's so fascinating that people look at advisors look at hiring. It it makes sense to some degree, but that you you look at it and say that but how much is that going to cost me? That's right. Like if it costs you something, something went horribly wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I want to normalize that it is scary. Because yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an expense. And there's advisors at times that say, hey, Stan, I know I need to hire people, but I'm going to wait until I make enough more money so that by the time I spend that money, I'm still where I am today. The, the failure in that logic is, no, imagine having 40% of your time available sooner. And I had the same fear when I hired Jamie years ago, and I had essentially leveled up in six months, paid her, and I was making more. And so, so I understand the, the, the limiting belief in that, but because we've done this enough, our hope is like borrow our confidence that this is what you have to do to get to the next level. So you're focusing on the most productive activities, which means you can go up market, which means you can charge more for planning fees. All these things are a result of freeing yourself of activities you don't have to do. There are simply money making activities and then there's money sort of maintaining activities. It's mm -hmm. like, I just, you know, there, there, yes, there's the keep the lights on. And then there's like, get a lake house. Yes, right. Right. Nice. And, and I mean that like, yeah, there's stuff where it's like, you're just covering, right? And I get that. And again, I just want to encourage, let's keep the big picture in mind. Mm -hmm. If you want to reach your potential, because you're not great at everything. And the good news is no one is, so stop trying. Yep. You're not built, meant, destined to be great at everything. You're good at a few things. And so it's about doing more of those things. Mm -hmm. And- when you have other people on your team and that allows you to, to be greater at your superpower mm -hmm. and for them to be greater at their superpower and 
this is why the Avenger movies are so good. Am I right? Uh, all those superpowers together. So I want to ask you to tell advisors, and let's do those two stages. One is uh, I have an admin and I'm thinking about bringing someone else on. Mm-hmm. How involved they sh- should they be in that hire? The mm-hmm. second is they have a practice manager. Mm-hmm. They have someone who's doing operations. And if they have that person in place, how involved should they be in the hire at that point? Where should they come in? So the first one is they just have an admin. They want to bring on someone else. Who would you bring on next? And how involved would you be in that hire? Yeah, I'll, uh, one step back real quick is that when we interact with advisors, very rarely, I can't even think of a conversation where someone's like, Sten, Andy, I disagree with you. Like you shouldn't hire. And so... On this point, yes. Yeah. Th- I need help. That I, I'm not doing my... My time is not being spent wisely. So if you're listening... You know, and you want to challenge us on that, like, hey, no, the best option is just me. Like, give us a call, shoot us an email. I, I generally think that this people don't disagree. It's I just don't know how to do it, or I'm scared on how to do it. And so we'll talk about that in a minute. But if it's just you, we coach, and I love the the chart we share in our training about like, okay, it's, it's a solo advisor. Then you hire an admin, and then. My path was a junior advisor slash pair planner. Like I wanted somebody sitting in my meetings taking notes for me just because that made me more efficient. My meetings were more dynamic. They could do so much of the follow-up work that could really keep me focused. This next step there was a practice manager because I recognized I was spending time. Is payroll going out on time? Uh, Is the office getting clean? Like all of these running a business. Are your employees happy? Yeah, culturally, <laughs> who's checking in on them for accountability? Because yeah. Sten wanted to be more of a chief encourager than like, hey, is everybody doing what they're supposed to do? Yeah. So when Jamie sits down with people and says, are you doing what you're supposed to do? It just comes out better. I love these two. Also, who's planning the monthly, maybe it's every other month, but like our, our, our volunteer day yeah. where we take half the day off and we go have a meal together and then we go volunteer somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like that, stuff's ma- that stuff matters. Oh, yeah. You know, that matters. To, that's a big part of our culture of who mm-hmm. we are. You know, who's making sure that we're celebrating the anniversaries and the birthdays, the work anniversaries and the birthdays. I mean, I know that's soft stuff, but yeah. soft skills are still real skills. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's it, that's a superpower of someone else so that you, mm-hmm. and, and this is this is not to diminish those things, but that's not what you should be focusing on, Stan. Yeah, my clients don't want me doing that stuff. Like, yeah. they want Stan living in what he does best. So, and my team knows now that, like, we need Stan in a room with clients. He needs to be prospecting and networking. And he needs to be overseeing the financial plan. He doesn't need to be keying the data into e-money. Like yeah. if my clients knew I was doing that, they'd be like, Stan, you probably shouldn't be doing that. And they're not even most, a lot of them aren't business owners and they would still be able to tell me, Stan, it doesn't seem like you should be doing that. Right. And so in the, in the context of how will you actually pay for these people, we have great data, great stories, great testimonials of, wow, when, I, when I, this person was in this place and freed up 40 to 60% of my time, because yeah. if you do it well, if you have a good job description, and this is part of hiring well. Don't just start doing it because you're probably not going to do it well. You know, if you just go off your gut, that's not the best way. So yeah, we teach advisors what's the hiring process, what's a job description. There's a, there's a way yeah. to do it to where the chances of success are a lot higher. higher. But it's still a person mm-hmm. with a story that's going to have bad days that you need to care about. And so, so that's the realm for me that was so foreign because my natural bent as a 20-something-year-old advisor was not, hey, let's sit down and chat. It's, hey, here's the 10 things that need to be done today. I'm going to go do my thing in my office, and I'll see you at the end of the day. Paid well, but it wasn't necessarily the most fuzzy work environment. Mm-hmm. So there were these soft skills I had to develop. And the good news is I realized, like, oh, I actually do enjoy this part of it. It just wasn't natural to me mm-hmm. until it became natural. So I want to go to ways that you should hire 
as it relates to when you specifically are looking to, okay, now I'm ready to pull, uh, you've, I agree with you guys. I'm going to add in a, a pair of planner. I'm going to add a junior. Um, you know, this is probably beyond the admin role, but um, that you need to hire for a specific need, not just a personality. You know, we've had a situation where someone interviewed really well, didn't work very well. <laughs> and the problem is you don't interview for a living, you work for a living. And yeah. so they had to go pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So how do you make sure that you hire well? What are some things that you've learned? It's helpful to hire early, meaning if if I'm like, I have to have somebody in two weeks, mm-hmm. it creates a different, uh, some a little bit of a, a desperation in the process, which kind of clouds your judgment. So I don't like to put a timeline on the hiring process, meaning if it takes us a little bit longer to find the right person, um, I'm okay with that. Uh, you get to make up your hiring process. There's no law that says you have to interview somebody and hire the first person yep. or the first person you like. Uh, at times I've seen people where they do two or three interviews. They actually give the person a project to work on. They have that person present the project that you decide I'm not going to hire this person. And you can even go into every interview this way unless they overwhelm me in a positive way versus going in and being like, man, if, if as long as there's no major red flag, I'm just going to say yes I to get this like over me. with. I hope they like our <laughs> workspace. I hope they. Because then the dynamic is switched. Like they're almost interviewing you in a way versus you saying, hey, this is a great place to work. What are the chances of this person making it through the gauntlet of interviews, questions, and whatever it looks like? To end up on this team, because if they're a good fit, it's going to be a great thing. Yeah. And also give yourself grace if you may not do it right the first time. And that's why you have 90 days to evaluate somebody, see how they work. But if your gut tells you, hey, this person, I'm hesitating asking them to help me because I don't like their response. Uh, It takes them a long time. They don't have attention to detail. That's what that first 90 days is to say, hey, does this really make sense? Because people could hire, could interview well. They could complete that project really well. But then in the practice of the day to day, uh, it seems like they're out a lot. Uh, whenever there's a reason they don't come in or they're late. Like these are things you're just going to have to realize. But the good news is every time you do it, you'll get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is where I'm grateful for our community. I'm grateful that advisors come to us when they ask questions about job descriptions, whether it's Mm -hmm. the junior or the parent planner or practice manager or the admin that we've got, we've got some documentation on that. And then there are, are some conversations we have to have, which is, you know, why are you, why are you, why are you adjusting? We had this conversation with an advisor once. I think it was, it was probably a year ago. And they basically said, hey, I really want to grow my business, but my admin can only work half time right now. Mm. And they basically were shaping their, it's Mike, shaping mm-hmm. his company around his advisors, his, his administrator's his availability. And listen, she was a great lady. Mm-hmm. And the deal was she went and picked up her kids from school at like two and she had to leave at one or something like that. She was like, I only have her for five hours a day and I'm just having some growing pains. Listen. We're all about life balance, but like, mm-hmm. that's just- For a like, growing business, half days it, are, are tough. So that, that's, that would be very, very difficult. So mm-hmm. maybe you find a match where you can bring in someone else, maybe bring in someone, whatever. But, but this is where you have to make hard decisions. This is a really hard part of the business. Yeah. Hiring is, you know, it's a very nuanced mm-hmm. um, part of being a business owner. But if yep. you really, truly want to operate a great business- you get great people because, as they say, you get the right people on the bus. You can do almost anything. That's right. You get one wrong person on the bus, and I love this visual. Um, I heard the story once, which is if you have the wrong person on the bus and they're standing on the brake, it doesn't matter who else is on the bus. Hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good your bus is. It doesn't matter everyone hmm. else. You got one person and they're on the brake, then well, yeah, versus anybody could drive, mm-hmm. right? That's the kind of that's the kind of 
business you want to run. So I want to ask, what are some really positive things that you want to look for when hiring? We'll end on this part. What what are what are traits? Um, what are what are nuances that you would encourage people to look for uh, when they feel like it's is this the right time to hire? These are the kind of people they want to look for because you know you, you had me working with a business coach this a couple of years ago now, and one of the pieces of advice he gave me and my hesitation about hiring is I said I I'm really worried about this this and this, and he said yeah you would. Don't hire a person like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I was like, I don't want to supervise people who do this, this, and this. He's like, yeah, that sounds like a horrible employee. <laughs> don't hire them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm in charge. That's right. But again, yes. it's that posture. Oh, yeah, exactly. If you're not used to it, yeah. you're like, oh, wait, I forget, like, I'm the boss. That's right. right. So what are some positive things you want to look for, or maybe nuanced things that you found? And we've even talked about these things mm-hmm. recently in the last two, three hires within the company. Mm-hmm. You go, you know what? this is what really clued me in that this was going to be a good fit for us. I've realized that resumes are great. If somebody can have experience in the job you're hiring for, that's great. Yeah. But not don't hire specifically for that. Because we've had some people come in where I was like, man, this they do exactly what we need. They've been doing it. So, man, that's going to make my job easier to onboard them. And that kind of clouded my judgment. And like, are they a good culture fit? Like, when I ask them for something, do they deliver it with a smile? Are they problem solvers for the team? And so I've, I've gone away from, let's find somebody that's done this exact job before and gone more to, are they a good team player? Do they have a good attitude? Um, are they somewhat steady? And some of this you just learn in that 90-day period where you're like, what is it like to interact with them? Because I have some horror stories around t- people on a team where I was like, uh, I'm going to ask them for help, but I don't know if I'm, like, am I upsetting you? Like, Am I offending you by asking for help? And I would feel that to where I'm like, I'm not asking them for help. Mm. And I was like, and I'd let those people stay for months at times. And I'm like, okay, this isn't a good fit for both of our sake. I'm going to have a hard conversation as a leader and say, you know, wish you the best, not a good fit. And so for me, I think it's more personality fit within our culture. It's can somebody handle accountability? Mm. Are they willing to have somebody lean in back? Why did you do that? Or, you know, with a fixed mindset, are they going to feel like we're questioning their character and be defensive all the time? And so those are things that we learn in those 90 days. Before we get to the 90 days, I've kind of given my team permission to say, hey, have three interviews. You know, you guys talk to them, meet them, and then come up with a project that says, hey, we'd like you to help us with this thing or come shadow for a day. Like, you can be creative about the hiring process because hiring the wrong person, this is the, you know, hire slow, fire fast, is, is, is a distraction. And the team will be frustrated. And so as a leader, you need to. It's, it's the moral. I mean, it's just, it's just oh, yeah. discouraging. It's like, oh, it's, it's, it takes all that because they're new and you're like, this is our new. And then it's, it's it, back to the drawing board, you oh, know, yeah. turn on the. Yeah, too much of that eventually. It, it does wear on the team. You can't give up on it because I think we're all agreeing to reach your potential. You need a team. We do not meet advisors that are, you know, in their 40s, 50s, 60s that look back and said, man, I wish I never hired anybody. We have some that are like, I just can't believe I haven't hired anybody. Or, man, I've been trying to do that for years. What's great about that is that it's, it's, it's forecasting a little bit that if you, if you delay this or never do it, you are, that is a regret that's waiting for you in the future. Yeah. And so for us, with, with the coaching we do, or any coaching you get, like the best practices are out there. There's people that do this really, really well. So go learn it. And so if, if your fear is, is, is causing you to be stuck or you say, I've tried it and it didn't work, let's accept that you just didn't do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And then become a student of the game. Yep. YouTube videos. What does it look like to interview well? How do you dynamically interview? What's the, what do you look for in a, 
a resume. This is just being a student of the game because I don't know, you read a couple books and spend a few weeks, like you're you're probably somewhat of an expert in this. Yeah. Or at least better than most. You just have to be intentional about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I hope this has been encouraging for you who are watching, listening. And if you do have questions, just reach out to us, timorgan.com slash podcast. There's a place to submit questions there. This topic came from a, a listener. So um, thanks for sending those in. And Sen, I appreciate your uh, your insights in hiring. You bet. Thanks, bud.